Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's a lot of meatheads in these clans. And even if they got access to all the information, they'd just be watching like reruns of MXC or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan online, Jamie online, Peter online, all lore boys nominal. Ethan offline. I want five more minutes. Oh, uh, never mind then. <laughs> we got we got a fight to get to though. Where, where's the snooze button on this battle neck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might actually be relevant. There's a lo- there's a lot of um, back and forth that we're about to get into, but lore boys here. Lore boys. The internet's number one fake history podcast according to us of course and mm-hmm. since nothing we say is true that's as real as it's gonna get as real as the rest of it yeah exactly <laughs> uh you know what master chief's na- first name isn't john who gives a shit it's yeah. where we're, we're better than he is lore boys canon it's percival yeah <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about percival him now 117 yeah yeah not the uh <laughs> not the big tough guy you thought he was huh just some schmo no. named percy He's a painter. Oh, <laughs> I don't know a single Percy in my whole real life. Uh, Neither do I, actually. I know a guy who gave himself the nickname Percy, uh, and people would tell him that at parties, and it would drive him <laughs> fucking bonkers. Because he loved to carry a purse around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can only presume that, yes, it's because he loved uh, carrying a purse around. Um, and he was fanny just like, pack with a handle. It was very weird, almost was, weirder than the actual fanny pack itself. Yeah, he was also a fan of uh, certain rocks in the the Gaspé Z area, namely okay. Percy Rock. Oh, <laughs> uh, I didn't know that there was a Percy Rock. Not not big fans of the Gaspé Z area of Upper Quebec, huh, fellas? Wow, their <laughs> accent is incomprehensible, and I am just French enough. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, maybe we'll go whale watching at some point in the gas bay, and you can see that on Instagram mm-hmm. today. Uh, that being March first, twenty twenty-one. Uh, we're going back to one of the more reliable wells. Uh, we're going back to BattleTech, um, the universe where the role-playing game, the MechWarrior games, and the '80s cartoon all take place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the '80s cartoon is all on YouTube. I'm sure I've mentioned in the past. Yeah, I think we watched uh, an episode. I maybe think, part yeah, of we an were, episode we were pretty fucked up at that point because i remember Probably. finding think, think it was the funniest Probably. thing i'd ever seen in my life and it's really not good <laughs> <laughs> I, I rewatched it uh, it's not. if you're gonna watch it out there stay safe watch it with friends okay you need a, absolutely you need a spotter yeah so like a- after covid goes away the government's gonna ease ease re- restrictions but like if you want to watch the BattleTech cartoon it's still 10 people or less yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> From two households max. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've had various reasons for not coming back to Battletech. The primary one that the two recent games just don't really click for me. Like I bought Battletech, the turn-based strategy. 
I don't really like it, but I like supporting the brand. Uh, and then MechWarrior 5, I acquired legitimately, in air quotes, and I'm going to grab on Steam when it comes out, again, just to support the brand. Battletech is good. It's just not my kind of turn-based game, and I think MechWarrior 5 is probably like easily qualified as a terrible fucking video game. <laughs> um, because you have all the financial management of like a mech mercenary sim, but the AI is garbage and game over is bankruptcy and your AI companions will just are not smart enough to follow your orders or keep themselves alive and you have to pay for those repairs. So like the game will bankrupt itself because your companions are just too fucking stupid. <laughs> There's mods to fix it apparently, so I'm going to I'm going to buy it no matter what and then just mod it into a functional product. Um 2020 2021 baby here we go it's the future but uh <laughs> i'm trying um, to think of another that, game that has like that i've ever felt like oh it's a great game but only if i get mods for it and i can't think of one uh minecraft is like that for a lot of people since it can get so crazy with all new the mods. vegas True. i would say new vegas is pretty busted up that's I've that never, that's i've never installed mods like a, on new vegas i played it on 360 no? for the first time I played it on 360 and it was rough. That was the that was a late night cougar if I've ever seen. I mean, it, <laughs> if I've ever was, seen one. I mean, it was buggy, <laughs> but it wasn't like I like I, I don't even know what mods are available for New Vegas. It makes me curious because I have it on Steam and I'm sure there's some pretty great mods for New Vegas, honestly. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I just I can't think of a game that I'm like, oh, I would play this game if I had mod support for it to fix the yeah. dumb AI or something. Yeah, I mean, I they, there's a total conversion mod for MechWarrior 5 that just turns it into a uh, RTS, so you can just directly command all four of your units. Okay. And I'm just like, dude, give it to me, because the, the story's great, the management stuff is all great, like, the spreadsheet simulator in the future is great. It's just like, once you get into combat and you're piloting your mech, you're like, holy fuck, this is awesome. And then your companions are, like, stampeding into, <laughs> it, like, into battle beyond the minimum range of their missiles so their missiles can't lock onto targets and just like fly out out of their out of the missile racks and hit nothing and you're like okay great because ammo is not free i have to pay for that (laughs) commander commander i have an anomaly i see a rock shaped like a claymore i'm gonna go check it out like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but just about your money enough in real life you can just have a video game to do that for you yeah exactly yeah. MechWarrior fucking the C-Bills and MechWarrior 5 are vastly more stressful than my current finances, thankfully, which is oh. why I didn't finish the game. <laughs> I completely forgot that money in MechWarrior was the birds of or the bills of seagulls. <laughs> in yes. the lore boys canon is that they throw like the beaks of dead birds around for oh, cash. Oh yeah, it's strippers and stuff. <laughs> Com- Comstar harvests bird beaks. That's about that too. It's been um, a while since our last one. Yeah, yeah I have that I have that here. So um I had promised everybody in the Discord, which you should join, loreboys.com slash about, uh, that twenty twenty one would be my year of requests because I I don't think I did any last year, frankly. Um and ya boy, Darkside Bunny has been asking for some battle tech for a while, and so have a couple other people. But Darkside Bunny pays us, so his opinion matters more. <laughs> um, so I finally, I finally wanted to go back to this one, and this is going to be a two-parter as well. So he's getting a lot of bang for his bucks. Um, and like Jamie was saying, it's been a while. Our last battle tech episode was in August two thousand and nineteen. Okay, a year and a half. Yeah. Wow. So I did. Yeah, it's more it, recent than I would have guessed. 
I would have said like early 2019 if I had to guess, like gun to my head, but yeah, giant was, mechanical was, robot gun to my head. Yeah, 2020 <laughs> has been like the longest year of our lives too, though. Like, yeah. I, in a long yeah, time. it feels like a long time ago. This time last then, year, I was in sunny Nicaragua, like not thinking about the pandemic at all. <laughs> uh, no, I it had already slightly started. Too. It had, yeah. When we it when had. we got there, it was like uh, they they were like asking us at the airport. Like, oh, have you had a fever or anything like that? Our have you ever had a fever before? Like, yeah. I think I may have had a fever as a baby. It's like, mm, send them home. No, no. <laughs> Our last in-person meeting was the one uh, right after you got back from Nicaragua. That's, we recorded. We did I forgot one. what we recorded. But we did one, yeah. and then it was it. We did it from home from ever on. That'd be interesting. Yeah, like, a year ago, a year ago today... I was 12 days away for, from never setting foot on public transit again because I got moved yeah. home on the 13th of yeah. March. I just anyway. I remember that last one, like me being excited to see Ethan, but knowing that he'd also just been on a plane, so not wanting to get too close to him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jamie made me sit behind, behind some ply glass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, blasphemous, apparently, on March 11th last year. There really? Apparently. Oh, okay. It's the, uh, the self-flagellating Mario as the art. Big dudes, ma- uh, bad dudes make big trees. That's yeah, uh... bad dudes make big trees. <laughs> yeah. I've, been, I've been replaying Blasphemous, Blasphemous recently with their new DLC. It's very, very good. But we already have an episode about that. Now we're doing more Battletech, baby. Episode six. Um, now, presumably, our memories are pretty foggy, and we only remember the memes like birds being money um, <laughs> i didn't remember the memes i definitely remember more about actual battle tech than... okay well in that case i'll start with jamie since you're confident i'll i'll let you see if you can clean it up if he's less confident so what do you remember about their battle tech there jimbo uh there's like an outer something where like yeah, the periphery you're really fuck the periphery yeah. yep um there's... that was a joke that was the band yeah 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 <laughs> there's names and stuff i remember that Mm-hmm. And there's like, okay, but uh, you, okay, tech. wait, okay, wait. Can we get a can we get a quick sample of some of those names? Give me one. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say the Space Wolves, but I know that's 40k. It's uh, hey, uh, close though. Yeah, they're they are. I don't remember their names either. There's I've like five them. families, and like one of them's are the wolves. One of them's are the no. So something. the wolves and stuff is the clans who live in the periphery who went out there with. I don't remember who the great scientist was, but they they did like an exodus with like all the smartest people. There was right. There was clans or there was houses back in the center of the galaxy, and Steiner Davion was one. Right, that's, that's the only one I remember because that was that was a big one. I'm pretty sure. And then Steiner there, Davion is a fusion of two houses: House Davion, and- House Davion, yeah, House <laughs> Steiner and House Davion. I like I like Stevia, but I don't like how it leaves a weird taste in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they there was like a couple of clans. There was Comstar, yeah, uh, right. who, who set up like like high-speed communication between all the different houses and they owned all their at&t and they just pull they can pull the plug on communication so they control like everything so they they ended up taking over uh some people went to the periphery they made all these uh better mechs because it was all the smartest people uh they warred for a long time somebody's son got killed or somebody's son killed somebody i can't remember which um yeah and then there was like a jihad which was uh comstar people who followed comstar was a guy named Blake, yeah, uh, who was the CEO or something of, of Comstar, and uh, yeah, people started to take his word as gospel and uh, killed people for it. So, 
yeah, that's that's yeah, all I remember, yeah. it, pretty much. <laughs> that's that's that. So I'm really, really impressed because when I was reading through stuff and writing the episode uh, 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 two days ago and and yesterday, that was about as much as I remembered from my own shit as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I looked at the titles, I looked at the five episodes we covered, and I'm like, okay, here's like the setup. Here's the like the great houses warring. Here's the clans showing back up. Here's Comstar and the Blake Jihad. And then there was the Dark Age, which is when Comstar's HBG network went down. Okay. And that's where we're at now. Now we're going to kind of drop the needle in the middle here, right? So like mankind has conquered the stars uh, with their battle mechs, which just if this is your first and only battle tech episode, a battle mech is a, uh, which we learned the distinction from the fan base. Thanks, guys. Not a robot, but no. a machine. Uh, it's a piloted machine. It is a walking uh, bipedal, basically. Yeah, yeah, bipedal. It, yeah. They're generally bipedal. There's some tripedal and some quadrupedal mechs, but they're not that important. The vast majority of the battle mechs are <laughs> uh, bipedal tanks loaded with various combat electronics and radars and missiles and lasers and ballistic weapons and all that yeah. shit. The tripedal one is just that well-endowed sex robot or mech, I should say. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, was going to yeah. ask if they were quadrupedal in the morning, bipedal in the afternoon, then tripedal at night. Oh, it's man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, Battletech is, is, is an old philosophical textbook about, uh, about <laughs> aging. I think, it's yeah. a, I think it's like the riddle, like a riddle of a sphinx. Yeah, I think it's an Odysseus. It's one of those old Greek uh, yeah, epic something. things. Yeah. Yeah, somebody, Jamie, pull up the clip that while I while I get I'm, through. I'm it. Um, and then uh, Ethan was, of course, right um, when the uh, great houses, who were just like the hoity-toity royal families uh, that had helped conquer space, decided they wanted to fight instead of do anything. Uh, the best and brightest uh, abandoned the chunk of the galaxy that they had conquered at this point, which is called the inner sphere, right? Uh, to the deep periphery. So the periphery was kind of the uh, section of, of space that was ungovernable because transmissions just took too long to get there. So it was just like, okay, uh, we're drawing a line in the space sand. Um, if, if you're going to leave me on red for the next 100,000 years, you can have your own government, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to need, I'm going to need, I, I need you to RSVP to my wedding uh, before my grandchildren die of old age. So fuck it. It's, it's you're, you're not invited anymore. Um, if you can't watch the ball drop on TV before the next year's ball actually drops, then you're just, you're not a part of us. Yeah, it, yeah. It, exactly. Um, the, the quick pull up the clip. Uh, it was the original motherfucker Oedipus. Oedipus, yeah, that's oh, okay. a good right. question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, where were we here? Um, right, so they went out and they went in the periphery to basically just like join the circus um, and let the politicians kind of fight it out. But the fact that the best and brightest had left, the inner sphere and the great houses uh, went through a series of succession wars where they're just like trying to figure out who was going to be in charge of the inner sphere after the Star League had collapsed, which was like the space UN... Um, <laughs> I remember how cheesy that name was and laughing at it. Space it's the Star League. With yeah. the Star League. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, Alexander Kerensky was the head of their security forces, the Star League Defense Force, or SDLF. And he was just like, I'm 
trying really hard to save you from your enemies, but protecting you from yourself is way more work job. than I... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Look, like, I'm a soldier, not a nanny. I'm going to take me and my fellow scientists and military commanders, and we're, we're out, guys. Right? So they just left and then kind of left the inner sphere to deal with itself for, for several decades. Right. Um, so the circus freaks out in the deep periphery formed what are called clans, and they use their advanced science to breed themselves into like Herculean war gods called elementals. Um, and then they would pilot their advanced battle mechs um, that were considered futuristic even by 3049 standards. Well, there's always futuristicer. Like, there's always future. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good episode title. There's, <laughs> there's always, always futuristicer. <laughs> yeah, write that down now. I don't want to forget that, and I will. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. We'll see if there it we'll ends up. The listeners know if it's the title or not, but we'll see. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the listeners now are futuristicer than we are at this point. Oh, they know what the shit, title dude. Yeah. <laughs> are they Herculean of, war gods? Our listeners sure are. They sure are. If you'd like to be a Her- Herculean war god, please go to patreon.com slash the Lord Boys and donate. <laughs> um, the clans uh, out in the deep periphery generally have like an adjective animal name scheme. Yeah. So they have Smoke Jaguar, Jade Falcon, Diamond Shark, Space Green Wolf. Day. It's just Clan Wolf, actually. <laughs> Clan Wolf, okay. Yeah, it's just Clan Wolf. Um, they're probably the most important one. So, but the least creative. They're like, what? What yeah. adjective are you going to use to describe your clan? Clan. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> well, the no. artist formerly known as Clan Wolf. Yeah. That's like when uh, the Saskatchewan football team for the Canadian Football League chose the same name as the Ottawa football team, and the same color scheme for their football teams. That's crazy. We had we we had a league of ten teams, and we had two Rough Riders. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, in it the, is the, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, yeah. they changed, Saskatchewan changed, compared to Ottawa is the periphery. Like yeah. they just didn't <laughs> yeah. see it until it okay. was too late. As if we sent our our best and brightest escape to fucking Regina. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Saskatoon, maybe, but nah. <laughs> um, right. Um, and like so, they had all left. Uh, and in the inter- intervening time, so uh, l- like uh, long distance space travel in Battletech works with something called the jump ship, um, which uses a hyperpulse generator or HPG, which we have a we that our first episode covers the HPG a lot. Or mm-hmm. uh, a gyrus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder if yeah. we made that same joke the first time. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the clans got a, a, their vaccine for HPG before going on vacation to the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> and then they got there in two-fifths of a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they arrived, Cuba just sank into the ocean. Due to the whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so they the, the Comstar is the communications company that began like to use the HPG, which is a lightspeed technology. Now... The HPGs or the hyperpulse generators are in drop ships, so your or in jump ships rather, so your spaceship would latch onto this larger space station. And due to the nature of the generator itself, you cannot teleport close to something that already has its own gravity. So they kind of just like drop you off. Um, it it I don't know it it it's like the um, jump ships are just shitty like buses. 
They'll just drop you off as close as you can, as close as they can get to, like, your stop. But it's just like, get off, you gotta drive the rest of the way there, buddy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you can't, yeah. You can't be like, hey, driver. I, I, was, I was comparing it to a ferry, which I think is a better analogy, because you can't just be like, hey, ferry driver, pull over. I wanna, wanna get my car off here. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> just drive into the <laughs> lake. <laughs> it's, exactly, it's exactly like that. I mean, it's probably worse, because you'd probably be, like, atomized by the gravitational forces around you instead of just, like, sinking your sedan into the river between Vancouver Island and the mainland. But Dude, you are underestimating <laughs> yeah. the relationship I have with my 1996 Toyota Tercel, okay? That would, <laughs> I would much rather be atomized than watch it sink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my That's God. Not, is that the car you crashed on my 18th birthday, or...? No, that was a Nissan Maxima. Right, right. <laughs> Just for the listeners at home, bit of, bit of Ethan trivia. <laughs> yeah. A little Ethan lore. Ethan was being the cool guy who, like, uh, we went to Montreal for the weekend, and he brought the first batch of friends up on the Friday, and then on the Saturday he went to drop off some and then bring more up. And, uh, yeah, a little I wrecked my car. Action. I wrecked my car on the second day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That second Ethan trip was- I volunteered to do, wrecked it. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan was our HPG, eh? Yeah, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Um, so Comstar, the communications company, managed to uh, kind of use the HPG network to not just send people, but also information. So Comstar constro- controlled uh, all of the communication networks to the point where they started to print the currency. So uh, the C-bill, uh, the, the, the duck bones that are the money of, yeah. you know, of, of the Battletech universe are all supplied by Comstar. So Comstar controls the news and the money. And the mint. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then shortly thereafter, which we have another episode about, uh, for unknown reasons, uh, large swaths of the HPG network went down, so people couldn't communicate with each other anymore, leading to the Dark Age, which is where the universe, like, currently ends. Can I I just... just, I want to imagine that... uh, Comstar has like a Fort Knox where they keep like a value of gold equivalent to their currency. Um, but they spelled Knox with a C because they're Comstar. <laughs> like, well, like C N. Yeah, C N O X. Yeah, instead of K N O X. I mean, they control they control the media, so they could just tell people that's how it's spelled. Yeah, yeah no, that's also how it's probably just have anyone killed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, C is silent, and you will be too if you know what's good for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, the alphabet now is just 25 letters. It's just A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I... L, M, N, O, P. L, M, N, O, P. With an uncomfortable pause in the middle where it's just like... There's just like a guy standing there just like nodding. Like but this, he's got his hand on a gun, but he doesn't actually... He's not yeah. holding it. And it's, it's just like 12 kindergarten-aged students reciting the alphabet, and they all have this awkward pause. Like, they know they're supposed to say K, but they're not allowed <laughs> yeah. to say it. I mean, if you don't start threatening them young, they'll never learn. <laughs> uh, speaking of abusing your kids, uh, which is that breeding them into her- it's like Herculean super soldiers, uh, the clans or the clanners, uh, the clanner armies began to invade the kind of ungovernor- ungovernable uh, parts of space in the periphery. So they were in the deep periphery, which is way outside of the bus line, uh, into the periphery where there's like one stop every couple dozen kilometers basically mm-hmm. uh in 3049 so that's 3049 sure. ad um and first made contact with the in quotes civilized part of space uh called the inner sphere on march 7th 3050 so Ooh. we have the 
pre-anniversary uh, next week. Sure. Yeah. Basically, Look so we can celebrate. It. We can celebrate the contact with the bar- the barbarian horde. And- yeah. Everybody celebrate by uh, running to the apartment building next to yours and and kicking in the door and just raiding their shit. Yeah. 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 Um, if a podcast client- told you to do it, it's not illegal. Yeah, that's true. The CRTC, uh, we're outside of the jurisdiction of yeah. uh, the Canadian, the, the, the Canadian government's like media arm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we record this podcast twelve miles out in the middle of the ocean, so yeah, yeah. The local yeah, laws don't apply to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like we're, our version of pirate radio is just like we don't want to. We it's not that we don't want to pay royalties on the Rolling Stones. It's that we would just want to tell people to commit crimes. <laughs> yeah, without repercussions. You got to add the without repercussions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a crime for us. Yeah. If you can get that guy's apartment into international waters, you can fuck him up. <laughs> hey, hey, Jerry, what are you, what are you doing, neighbor? I'm uh, I'm yeah. towing your apartment. Well, well, why are you doing that? Taking us to international waters. Well, well why? You'll find out. I want to knock stuff off your shelves. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I, I want to do a lot of your cans. <laughs> I want to do, I want to live like a cat. You know, why do they get to do it without repercussions and knock a glass of water off your counter? But when I do it, Jerry, you call the cops on me. Yeah, yeah. Cat spelt with a C, not a K too. So checkmate. Checkmate. Yeah, exactly. Checkmate that's, so that's, that's Comstar approved. They only approve words with the letter C. All their doc- all their internal documentation, everything starts with a C. <laughs> Cumber Kifteen. I was ju- I was about to say the exact same thing. For you. That was very good. <laughs> Cuckoo be cursed. <laughs> Burger King cook Kenneth. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what we're laughing at, just look up Bumber Bifteen online, and you'll you'll, yeah. you'll get all filled in. Um, the clan's superior technology and combat ability allows them to take over large parts of the inner sphere. Uh, and by the end of thirty, uh, at the end of April thirty fifty, they controlled thirty five planets. So from uh, March to April, they had like a really good six weeks and took over everything yeah. just before the end of the following month. I mean, it kind of makes sense, like strategically too, that they would have such a like quick expansion because like they weren't expected right like if you launch exactly. a surprise attack you're gonna gain a lot of ground really quickly and then it's gonna mire down as they rally defenses and get wise to you if you will yeah and also like out in the periphery is a lot of agricultural planets too so yeah. um not worth not worth defending farmers no uh, well exactly <laughs> all they do is produce our food and that we barely pay them for so frankly they should be happy do you guys do you guys mind I want I want to do a real quick tangent here. I read I read an article on ProPublica the other day where they were talking about like 70-year-old farmers in the United States who are downloading hacking software from the Ukraine to hack their tractors because their 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 tractors, you know like cars nowadays you get like an engine light on. Um well, nowadays for the last 50 years, you know how cars get an engine light on, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so tractors get it too, but like a John Deere tractor, when it when the engine light turns on, it'll like put it into like damaged mode and you can't drive it over like a kilometer an hour. And like, it'll just like the PTO won't work um, until you like go to a John Deere certified technician who can like clear the code. But it's like a 70 year old farmer who's been repairing tractors for the last 70 years, probably because he probably grew up on a farm too. So he like knows how to fix it. 
but like he can't because of the so- the software won't let him. So it was all about like, oh yeah, they're getting like this code from the Ukraine that they're splicing into their John Deere software. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what a crazy the battle mech dudes too. Like they they don't want to have to pay for those extra fees. Well, like they already got to pay for all the missiles, that, right? So. That's why that's why yeah, they yeah. left the perifer- that's why they left the Inner Sphere in the first place because Comstar was yeah. doing all this stuff. There was no right to repair in the Inner Sphere, so they're like, fuck it, we're going to the Outer Sphere. <laughs> Which is yep. fucking like, but like just just as like a totally like actual thing that is fucking ridiculous oh yeah like it's it's you're the guy who makes like whatever all of our corn that like everything except (laughs) like everything except tap water in the united states is just made of corn yeah and it's just like yeah fuck that guy well and now he has to pirate software but also it's the same dude who is still like gets viruses from click here pop-ups is hacking his tractor so that he can exactly pull carrots faster like what the fuck Um, (laughs) but but it's exactly that because it's like with with crops you often have like a very set window where you're like you're waiting on the weather and when the weather's good like hey it's go time we gotta we gotta do this thing for the next three days straight Ooh, uh, of course, and and it's like, oh, if your if your tractor breaks down and you're like, oh, it's just like this basic knuckle joint. I just have to like take it out, put a new one in, no problem. And you call your John Deere certified technician, and he's like, ah, uh, yeah, but we can't get out there for like the next week or whatever, you know. So, like, maybe it's just yeah. like your entire crop is gone to shit. I don't know. At, or you lose like a huge chunk of it that like because obviously you have some overhead and like you need a certain amount of harvest to break even, right? And it's yeah, not- yeah, but. <laughs> Sorry, sorry to tangent us just talking yeah. about this just reminded me so talking about this uh capitalist dystopia that we've set up here really reminded yeah. me of modern day <laughs> all of us hard working fucking taxpayers too our phones are programmed to break after two years yeah. or stop charging and yeah there's everything like our, our razors have like they're built to rust even though they could just put something on them so they don't rust yeah. but so we have to keep buying blades gotta keep, gotta uh, keep buying them baby well here's the thing jamie you got to think about yeah. it We'd stop burning so much coal and digging up the earth so much if uh, we didn't have to buy it. But we want to keep burning coal and digging up the oh, earth, right. right? So, well, coal's poisoning the earth. If you leave it down there, then you can't grow anything. So if we just burn it away, it goes away forever. Obviously, oh, right? But I don't know enough. About I feel the like earth. we got. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we got to move on. I come here for laughs, not for sad realities. <laughs> yeah. It, oh no, the Lord boys are all angry hippies. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Pete can hit us with the sad reality that MechWarrior 5 doesn't live up to the series, but I can't talk about global warming and a capitalist hellscape. God, <laughs> you're so choosy, James. <laughs> uh, Doom uh, Doom 2016, except you're beating up capitalists instead of demons. Hell yeah. I'd play it. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, can you, imagine, can you imagine just pulling out Elon Musk's spine and oh. then stabbing it through Joe Rogan's head? <laughs> Peter, Peter, stop. I can only get so erect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway well uh, i hope i hope you're comfortable listeners because this is going to be a spicy one apparently I, uh, yeah i hope if you're a seven-year-old uh farmer who's uh waiting for his ukrainian uh tractor hacking software to download i hope you're having a good time at the very least yeah, <laughs> yeah. this one's for you dark side out in the oil fields yeah <laughs> um one of my favorite things that was written in here, because it's so relevant today, especially with my good friend who is very much lost in the conspiracy network. Um, there were conspiracies that are canon with Battletech. Okay. I, th- I think we've maybe talked about this before. This sounds I, I think we may have touched on it because I did like a five-part um, summary of the entire universe from like beginning to end, and now we're dropping the needle in the middle, right? Yeah. Um, conspiracies formed around the clan invasions in 3049, Again, because they were beyond the reach of communication, yeah. which 
kind of makes conspiracies today sound twice as fucking stupid where like literally all the like the, the all the knowledge of mankind is available on your cell phone yeah. and if you if you still believe something nonsensical it's just that's on you what yeah. yeah exactly so at least these farmers had to wait you know a hundred thousand years to download their ukrainian software yeah, exactly. so like that's that's their excuse <laughs> Uh, so a lot of the uh, like some of the more ridiculous uh, conspiracies that would were abound that um, that the clans were uh, Democrat pedophiles, alien and <laughs> alien invaders, or that the clans were actually faked by Stanley Kubrick, despite the fact he had been dead for one thousand fifty one years <laughs> and was currently in a glass coffin orbiting Earth's moon. Oh, we're, is this okay. a multiple choice? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> only, I mean, if you want, only one of those is true. <laughs> uh, so it's definitely B, right? Alien Invaders. It is Alien Invaders is the one they wrote in there. It's yeah. not, it's not a uh, pizza basement. Uh, n- no, e- e- exactly. So it's, uh, it's not about the clans are actually all around like a pizza shop in the periphery. Yeah, yeah. Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese's <laughs> Touch Me Pizza Feel Good DNC convention. <laughs> <laughs> It took me a second to get through that sentence. Yeah. Oh I, <laughs> I mean, bet you wish it took H- longer. The HPG <laughs> network keeps causing pandemics, so that's like, we gotta <laughs> shut it down, buddy. Um, during the clan invasion, or Operation Revival, as they called it, because I guess they had kind of like deified um, the people that had led the original exodus into yeah. the periphery, so they were like going back to, I don't know, slaughter everyone who was i don't know like too stupid like you couldn't <laughs> afford an educate like it's kind of fucked up because they're not exactly it's very kind of gray the yeah. whole way right because like obviously if you couldn't afford an education because comstar controlled anything you wouldn't be part of the elite that led an exodus from the solar system meaning you would not eventually have like cyber augmented super kids who would then go back and try and murder their great grandparents uh, i sort of. i i think um, and you guys, you guys know I'm not the biggest fan of uh, capitalist machines, but the scientists that left the rest of the world to rot on their own, or the rest of the universe to rot on their own, those are the worst people in Battle BattleTech canon for me. Those are the most objectively evil people in the BattleTech canon for me, anyway. Because <laughs> they could have fixed everything. Like Karinsky's Exodus are the bad guys, right? You, kn- you know, you know, you are making things worse by leaving these people to their own devices. <laughs> like you just, you know, like it's so like and antithetical to what like real life scientists are and you know maybe things change yeah. in a thousand years but like it's so antithetical to like oh we're here to just help people no matter what we're gonna fucking put up with this really shitty way to get funding which is we have to make like popular clickbaity articles but we just want to do i just really want to know what kind of mold grows on a turtle's back so i'm gonna i'm gonna find out a way to make that fucking sensational and make clickbait headlines so i can get into science turtles and actually do the research yeah. that i want to do Top seven turtle molds, basically. Top seven, top, top seven turtle molds. Number five will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> I read a cool thing on the internet today that of on shower thoughts. That if you ever want to know what being a turtle feels like, just think what it like feels like to be a big toe because the <laughs> nail and the shell are so similar. Oh, God. I mean, you got to give it to him. Wow, uh, I mean, the shell is fused with the turtle skeleton, so it's not exact. The big toe, your your nail can get hurt and fall off. Yeah, those cartoons where they they fall out of their shell and get all shy and naked, it would probably be a lot more gruesome than that. If it yeah, I mean, can you imagine if like if, like Franklin learns to tie his shoes, but he has like no bones left? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I guess uh, I, I understand the ultimate evil. I suppose you're probably right there, Ethan, that the scientists abandoning humanity just because they were fed up or they're just like impatient, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's not forget about Comstar, the sure. communications company that eventually led to a religious uprising. Because <laughs> um, it their fault? Okay, wait, here, here's the thing, though. Is it <laughs> Comstar's fault that the Blake Jihad happened? Or is it the fact that the, the universe was inordinately populated by stupid people? Because all the smart people up and left. So these stupid people were like, hey, let's make a religion based on what that guy said. Oh, here's here's a here's a, a businessman who I, I perceive as successful. He probably deserves to be deified. <laughs> well, I mean, that's uh, that haunts me currently in 2021. Yeah, that's not an argument that I had considered. And uh i have i have nothing to say i think you're absolutely right (laughs) (laughs) not even lord voice cannon like (laughs) dropping my character for a second you're completely correct (laughs) (laughs) completely um comstar had been operating under a policy of active cooperation with the invading clans uh since pre-center marshal anastasius focked had met with Ulrich Kerensky in the early days of the clan invasion. So there was a little bit of negotiation going on when the clans made contact with the inner sphere uh, beyond the periphery. Because mm-hmm. the periphery, it, it's like a it's like a shaded border where it, it's like, you know, like light gray, dark gray, black is kind of the, the way you could look at the kind of like gradient of how far away you are from where people can communicate. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like sometimes um, and then, it's like you're standing in the bathroom, and you got no signal. Like you're taking a poop and you got no signal. But it's like when you go into the living room, you got your you got your you got a bit of signal again. You know, it's like yeah, being in a cabin yeah, yeah, in the yeah. woods. Like you know, you're walking around, you're just holding your phone up when you're in the middle gray area trying to get a signal. Yeah, like my dad lives out in the sticks, and I like I know the phone call window in the living room where <laughs> yeah. it's like there's like you you don't make phone calls in the kitchen because it's yeah, yeah. impossible because it just won't go through. Yeah. Um. Now. You guys, I mean, our listeners definitely do. As we learned with our mailbag episode, they remember everything we do. <laughs> Literally. Um, oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, the names Anastasius Focht and Ulrich Kerensky should be familiar. Kerensky even to you sure. guys, because you were close. F- F- Kerensky, it's him or his son who was killed or kill. <laughs> was killed uh, or did kill somebody. In Kerensky the- was the guy who led the exodus. Yeah. But wasn't it his yeah. son that killed, like, the smoke jaguars... He's like clan wolf and like they killed this this leader of the smoke jaguars to decide that everybody's going to go back to the inner sphere. Uh, no, maybe so I'm fucking Victor Victor Steiner Davion is from the inner sphere. He killed Lincoln Osis, who was a clanner, meaning Lincoln Osis was descended from the people who left with Kerensky, whereas. Um, yeah, but they did that Vic- at Tukayid, right? That's what this episode is about. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, I'm thinking of something else. I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking of. It's definitely something wrong, but I'm thinking of something else. It could have anything to do with anything. Who knows? Yeah, but like a mi- mixed up history of the of, of, of what's going to happen, because like right now we're getting into the prelude to the politics of the Battle of Tukey. Dar- Darnell is going to write us and say like, oh, you're thinking of when uh, um, the, the, um, the son of the guy who led the exodus to the periphery convinced this other kid to paint his father's fa- fence white. And I'm going to be like, you know what, Darnell, you're fucking right. That, that rings, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that rings a fucking yeah. bell. <laughs> yeah. A, you're, you're trying to recall this thing that Jamie said in 2017. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, so these guys are mostly relevant to the uh, first episode and then the one about the Blake Jihad mm-hmm. because Anastasius Focht is 
one of the guys that the jihadis deified from Comstar. Okay. And then the first episode is about the Kerinskys because the Kerinskys led the Exodus and thus the formation of the clans. Right. Yeah. Um, Focked had changed his name from, because you were close, Ethan, you definitely have some little repressed memories in there. <laughs> Something. He had, he had changed his name from Frederick Steiner. Okay. Which, when we talked about the Jihad and Comstar, we would have talked about Anastasius Fucked. He had been a POW at some point in one of in one of the wars, and then changed his name from Frederick Steiner to Anastasius Fucked to kind of leave behind his House Steiner royal did. baggage. Yeah, right from the exactly from from being House a, Steiner. Being who, a prince is so hard. I'm going to change my name. I mean, I could always go back to being a prince if I ever wanted to change my name back, but I've completely cut that out of my life for now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he married Meghan Markle and was just like, that's enough for me, thanks. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah despite the fact he could just go back whatever the fuck he wanted. But yeah, look, look at look at me making millions millions of dollars a year doing nothing. I'm one of you, yeah. the peasantry. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad the government of Canada pays me to live in Vancouver, yeah. fuck. <laughs> um and, and anyway like so that's that's a story between those two those those like family names um the primus of comstar um was a woman named mindo waterly at this time so this is in the 3050s okay. so anastasius fox is a pre-center marshal he is the leader of the com guard which is you know you love to see it when a media company has a private army. Yeah, it's it's Blackwater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so it's so nice to know that the CBC has, you know, <laughs> just, just like pr- okay. probably the best army in the country. If it was if it was any Canadian media company that, that had Bell. it would be Bell, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. had a private army. Bell and their maybe army Rogers. is great, but when you tell them to attack something, they say they'll show up between seven and one thirty. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And they often just show up the next day. Even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, kinda, uh, that would yeah. that would throw the enemy off so hard. Can you imagine if like the fucking <laughs> it, it, whatever the Bell Brigade operated on their like their technician times? They'd win every fucking battle because <laughs> they could, they could literally attack when guys were asleep in the middle of the day. <laughs> it's and you know what's the worst is you try and schedule a battle and you call them and it takes you an hour and a half to get through to somebody but they only have 20 seconds of hold music even though they know that oh, yeah. time is like 40 minutes yeah, yeah. it's the Truly psychological evil. warfare that leaves the real scars that's, <laughs> yeah. the, that's the important part exactly. <laughs> we've all been traumatized by uh, customer service right yeah, <laughs> and I manage some of it too, man. It's all well, I, bad. I, I figured. I figured I'm your your lot. scars came from work more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> um. So these, all these people here, uh, kind of like collaborated to lead to what we're going to talk about, like more now is the Battle of Tukeyid. Um. So, like I said, so the the head of Comstar was um a woman named Minda Waterly. And she knew that regardless of tech level, so she's gonna not be the most consistent character here, but she started out really strong. She knew that um, regardless of tech level, a lot of battles were won with strategy and information. And who owns all of the information in the inner sphere? Comstar. Comstar. And who's in charge of Comstar? Um, I've already forgotten her name, but the girl Mindo Waterley. Mindo. I want to say Mindy. I'm like, no, it's not that. M-Y-N-D-O? Uh, I, 
N-D-O? <laughs> M-Y-N-D-O, yeah. <laughs> Doe is a weird yeah. letter. Yeah, it's just like, don't tell anybody, we're just going to sign this M-Y-N-D-O, and then uh, <laughs> you can't talk about anything you do here for the next six years. Yeah, that's how they control the information. Exactly. So it's like she's got the the salt and the pepper to the warfare. She's got the she got the information. She got the strategy. She yeah. knows everything that everybody talks about. It's because... one thing to have a chicken breast, but you got to season it if you want a yeah. delicious meal. That's it. She she's crisp in the skin, but uh, mainly uh, when the clans show back up, she's when they're on roaming data. Basically, <laughs> uh, it's all going through Comstar. So it's like, oh, well, why don't we just sell some of the information back to us, and hopefully they don't try and butcher us all in our sleep. Hopefully. Um, Clan Wolf, which we mentioned earlier, was the most willing to war crimes and chill Mm -hmm. and soon became the most successful of the invading clans because when, despite the fact that the clans kind of have like a war religion, uh, when they showed up and, I don't know, all of the information in the world was made available to them, they were just (laughs) like... Hey, whoa, yeah, that's fine. Who get Karinsky? <laughs> I don't even know her. And then just um, immediately started just like taking all the intel where a lot of them were like zealous clans were like, no, 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 combat, oh, trial through combat, all, all, all that sort of yeah, shit. Yeah. So Clan Wolf was very willing to participate, thus making them the most successful clan of the seven in the initial invasion. Okay. Yeah. I feel like the there's a lot of meatheads in these clans and even if they got access to all the information they'd just be watching like reruns of mxc or something like that <laughs> uh i love that show so, so uh, me much. too <laughs> so much but it seems like very like a war person it's very physical and uh, i don't know yeah that's that's yeah. how they that's how they made the herculean uh war gods was just running through the mxc challenges yeah, yeah over and over and over no, it was no science it was all cable reruns <laughs> yeah a guy in a mech suit running up a hill with boulders being pushed down yeah. by guys in suits big styrofoam boulders being pushed <laughs> down he just like turns on his flamethrower and just vaporizes them before they reach him <laughs> there's like there's little like cubby holes that he can duck into and he ducks in with his mech and then there's just a guy without a mech trying to push the mech back into the <laughs> back into the way of the boulders <laughs> <laughs> like the one where they have to run and jump on like the tiny little platform or whatever yeah. they just completely crush the platform into the ground yeah, yeah. like a 60 ton battle mech yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a 60 ton battle mech with like a velcro suit and there's a velcro wall that they have to swing on a rope and get on there's a cartoonish hole the shape of a battle mech through <laughs> <laughs> Oof! I don't know. I, I mean, we're still pretty. We're still pretty fresh here. Uh, like I said, this is going to be uh, a, like a Martin Scorsese episode, but uh, that might be the thing you end up seeing, guys. That's great. <laughs> Note that down, please. I, 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 I I'm out of note paper now. Yeah. Darnell Warren. Uh, don't worry about it. Oh yeah, I'll just <laughs> we'll just have him listen in, and he can just like write all their descriptions for us. Oh, I can finally have the stenographer, stenographer I've been yeah. wanting for my yeah, entire life. <laughs> Um, so other clans other than wolf, like the Jade Falcons, uh, the ghost bears, the smoke Jaguars that we have a huge episode on. Cause we cover operation bulldog, uh, ended up like way too preoccupied with conquering additional, less valuable planets, uh, to care about like draconis combine browser cookies, because since the clans were so focused on like their warlike religion, that, uh, most planets is biggest Dick. Whereas, yeah clan wolf realized most information is biggest dick Mm, no no biggest biggest muscle biggest dick not biggest brain brain big 
Brain big, balls big is clans. Brain is big, what balls it, big. Put that I on mean, a it's in Latin. Corn. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> put that on a piece of corn. It's in Latin on the side of all their battle mechs. Brain big, balls big. Brain big, balls big. <laughs> the pen Whatever is that mightier is than the dick. The what? The pen is mightier than the dick or something the like balls that. balls are mightier <laughs> than the dick. <laughs> so, like... Clan Wolf knew who all the local milfs in your area were specifically ready to fuck you. Okay. Like within the Draconis Combine at the very least. And then you um, had to actually get in touch with them because I keep trying and they keep I don't know, just this guy named Rupert keeps getting back to me. All I keep I keep trying to fuck local milfs and all I'm getting is Ukrainian tractor software. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's a guy named Rupert who wants me to call him Percy for some reason. Yeah, that's very, very strange. <laughs> but I gotta admit, his tractor hacking software, it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> I can go five instead of two. Yeah. I, 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 can get, I can get all the moldy corn at the far end of my property. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Leo Showers, uh, which is a ridiculous name that we definitely made fun of several years ago because yeah. we talked about Clan Smoke Jaguar, was not pleased with the kind of discrepancy between the success of Clan Wolf, his clan specifically, the Smoke Jaguars, and the other clans, and he figured he would do something about it. Um, his self-consciousness would lead to the to his own death at the hands of Tyra Miraborg uh, when she kamikazed her fighter spaceship into the bridge of his larger warship called the Warhawk Okay. Um, during a fight uh, that he had asked for. Uh, so this is, despite the fact that the most kind of like popular stuff in Battletech is like mechs on the ground, tank to tank combat, um, the universe itself encompasses a lot of things like space battles and 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 you've got like helicopters and airplanes and tanks and missile carriers and artillery and all this other shit. So he had challenged uh, Tyra to an actual space battle. And after her unit got fucked up pretty badly, she took her crippled spaceship and just crashed in the bridge of his and and ended up killing him, which led to the election of Lincoln Osis, who is the, the guy who much more. Or the guy who was killed by was killed by Victor Davion. Victor Davion, exactly. He's a much he's I guess in over in the overall timeline, Lincolnosis is more important than Leo Showers because he's the tr- he's like the truce breaker. Like Lincolnosis is a reason so the Smoke Jaguars are gone. Yeah, yeah. basically. So, um, where are we here? Um, so in January of thirty fifty two. Primus Waterly figured she'd meet up with the blood blood drinking barbarians that she had been selling people's internet to this whole time. Sure. Yeah. On the planet of Satellice or Satellice. Sure. Um, this is when she found out that the objective of the clans was not to just make like mutually beneficial corporate acquisitions, but to just stampede through the periphery and through the inner sphere to the center and just retake Earth, which is why their operation was called Operation Revival and the inner sphere referred to it as an invasion. Right. Okay. Yeah. So she was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. I wanted to make a deal with the devil, not Satan himself. This is not, this is <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. I didn't agree. I didn't agree to this. All I was doing was, I don't know, like Edward Snowdening our internet to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold like, on, hold on, hold on. You want to be the ruling cast on earth, but we already have I a don't... king and queen. Not on my yeah. watch. <laughs> exactly. We already have a ruling. I mean, if you think about it officially, Despite the fact there are like the rulers of Terra and the Inner Sphere and the Great Houses, 
Mindo Waterly is probably the most powerful person in the inner sphere because yeah, okay. she she controls Comstar. And Comstar is still based on Terra. It's one of the few important Earth-bound corporations, whereas yeah. everything else exists like it like webs out into the actual kingdoms <laughs> and shit. And she's like, "Hey, whoa, not my gated community, yeah, son." Yeah. So Clan-, Clan Wolf is like, "Yeah, we we want to take back Earth." She's like, "Okay, okay, I like the sound of it." And they're like, "Yeah, you know, some corporations are really running amok. We want to impose a two percent per annum tax on their on their revenue." She's like, fucking think so, space boy. (laughs) (laughs) Chokes on her champagne. (laughs) Which is champagne from the Champagne region of France is extremely expensive in the reaches of the galaxy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's got to hit multiple jump ships. Jump ships, rather. And it's just like every single one is just like, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I placed an order on whatever hpg or amazon hpg uh and and they're gonna land it close to the moon because the gravity's in the way and i'll get it and uh i don't know our grandchildren will get it yeah yeah exactly on the bright side you don't have to worry about like the aging process on earth you can just ship it right away right and then it'll be aged by the time it gets nice and aged oh oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, exactly i i ordered some grape seeds for our grandkids and that wine is gonna be great I ordered, I ordered us a bottle of Glenfiddich Zero. Yeah. <laughs> it was 144 by the time it got here. <laughs> um, thankfully, after she realized her mistake, uh, pre-center, uh, pre-center Marshal Anastasius Focht of the Com Guard had already learned of the weird, like, he had learned a lot of the rules spending time with the clans because comstar was in bed with the clans they didn't give a fuck that people were dying obviously it's just they're in it for they're in it for the money that they are printing themselves it's just like like, we want more money that we print like yeah it's just like uh jordan it's like well i mean if we print too much it's going to devalue it it's like what the fuck does that mean Um, Anastasius Fockton spent a lot of time with the clans and he had learned kind of the rules and regulations of the clan kind of combat religion that they operated under um, and then ended up challenging the clans following this like, oh no, they want to conquer Earth. He ended up challenging the clans to what is called a bat call or a bat chal. Um, I looked this up on the Battletech wiki, sarna.net, which is great. Uh, this is not like a repurposed old Italian Latin word. It is <laughs> just a it's just a portmanteau of battle and challenge. Oh, okay. Oh, bat. It's bat chal. Battle challenge. Battle challenge. Step into the octagon. Yeah. Um, Regardless, uh, Comstar and the clans agreed to have a proxy war on a planet called North Vietnam. Is portmanteau (laughs) a portmanteau? Yeah, Yeah. it it means door jacket, I think. Door coat, yeah. Door coat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So to answer your question, yes. But I, I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> Marshmallow is a portmanteau. Why? What? Of what? Well, they're mallows Martian. that grow in the marsh. Yeah. <laughs> is that where they come from? <laughs> yeah, you pluck them off of the, the mallow tree that grows only in swamplands. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, 2K Id uh, was, was a mostly agricultural world within the free Rosselhog Republic, which was a minor political house that was not doing great. Did you say, so, like, did you say Rosselhog? The Rosselhog Republic. That yeah. is, if I ever play a Battletech game, that's my house, baby. 
That's, the Russell Hogs. That's who I, I'm. I'm team. I'm team Russell Hog. A hundred percent. Me and the lads got some pretty big Russell Hogs, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They sound like they know how to party. Like a kegger at the Russell Hogs is so much better than a kegger at House Steiner Davion. It yeah, just sounds like them. wrestling pigs. Like, wrestle pig. That's exactly yeah. what I yeah. hear too. Like, yeah, House uh, Wrestle. Gotta, pig. Yeah, gonna have a little Russell Hog. Or it <laughs> actually, it, it sounds like the keggers are like tight enough that Russell Hog ends up being slang for a kegger in like 3055 yeah exactly right? we're gonna have yeah. us a russell hug later this this week <laughs> where, you, where you grease up and, and you hug a swine right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you get you, you you butter up the keg and then everybody you throw it in the pool and everyone's got to jump in and try and catch the keg or oh, you're like bobbing for a keg <laughs> in like a, in like, a, like an inflatable pool yeah, yeah but you have a mech to, to bob with right so right oh yeah naturally so like a lot of people get hurt but it's worth it <laughs> Um, the so the fact that the Russell the so the fact that the Russell Hogs had been kegging so hard, um, the this like kind of minor house was not doing great, um, and failing governments are like the lube for the proxy war. Yeah, right. They're ready to go. We're gonna take one of your farm planets, and we're going to just we're just gonna fight there until it's over, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the two sides now being uh, seven clans and then Comstar. So um, the great houses were not involved in this. It was strictly between Comstar and the, uh, clans. the clans themselves because they had been working, I mean, unbeknownst to the houses, working together this entire time. Uh, the two sides agreed to evacuate all the civilians on the planet and then absolutely promised that everyone was getting free insurance this whole time yeah. <laughs> and anything that we collaterally damage we're going to fix for free with the money that we print don't worry <laughs> about it guys yeah it's it as though they wanted to like extract the salt from the earth it's like yeah you can grow your wheat here again don't worry about yeah, it don't worry about it yeah yeah um now the deal that was set up or like the terms that were set up prior to the even the prior to even the evacuation if comstar won the battle of tukid Focht would create a truce plane uh it was like a perfect circle around the inner sphere that intersected with the planet um and the package itself would be free from the clan invasion where while the outsiders would be left kind of weak and powerless to the crimes of the clans so he just wanted to create a bubble Okay. Around, I love that the the that bubble is centered on Tukaid, like in the in theory, right? So it's just like, man, your days are great, your nights are hellish because <laughs> it's just you just every time had, you rotate. I don't know if they had like a Berlin like day night cycle yeah, right? on the planet as exactly. you rotate. East, east west, <laughs> like, east west as yeah, you rotate. Exactly. Like you see, yeah. it's it's like you're in East Berlin all night, and you you watch as the line to West Berlin, like the Berlin Wall, just comes to you throughout the day. You're just like, please come. Yeah, back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that was it. The planet itself was like the intersecting part of the. I mean, of course, it's in space, so it's a three-dimensional thing, but it's referred to as a truce plane because when you look at a flat map, it's just like, that's the planet and the perfect circle from this planet around the inner sphere, no touchy by the clans, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, Focht wanted this to last forever. However, I don't know if you've ever heard the worst deal in sci-fi. No. From... From forever, he got negotiated down to 15 years. It <laughs> <laughs> feels like a lifetime, you know what I mean? Like... 5,000 years would have been a bad deal. <laughs> oh. But he got to a point where it's just like, 
people involved in this fight wouldn't have even died of old age at, at, after 15 years, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, the U.S. has been in the Iraq War for more than 15 years. <laughs> exactly. They, they, they have a longer running war than that as it is. <laughs> yeah, so he was just like, forever. Like, um, uh, 10, yeah. 15, deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Forever. I'll give you one month, 30 days. Mm, not good enough. Okay, 15 years. All right. Put her yeah. there. <laughs> Put her there, Clanner. Yeah, like, yeah. like, what the fuck? You're not Someone so wanted bad. Someone to get home by five. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> what was that? Someone wanted to get home by five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, the 15-year truce, uh, we discuss a lot more in the older episode that we have about Lincoln Osis, because mm-hmm. he is, of course, the one who thought... I mean, for the other side of the contract reasons that it was bullshit, other than the fact that it was like, Mr. Fox, what'd you get? We asked for forever. Uh, Tell me, my five-year-old daughter is dying to know. It's like, don't worry. By the time she's 20, we'll have this whole thing sorted. It's like, what? (laughs) She can't even vote? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So after the clans had hustled the best deal in literature since the Ten Commandments, Mm -hmm. uh, they began to prepare. Uh, so the way it worked was, uh, the, the clan kind of war religion was, uh, exploitable. Um, Comstar set the objectives on Tukid, uh, which they would defend, and then the clans would try to take them. Uh, each clan chose targets, uh, like, for example, for some reason, the Jade Falcons chose, chose a, uh, two, two cities called Hump Tulips and Ulala. Ooh la la, hump tulips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the Jade, the Jade Falcons are the spiciest clan, apparently. Um, and uh, the cons, the cons being the leader of the clan, the clan. So the overall leader of the clans is the Ilkhan. Yeah. And then every clan has a con itself. So it's like whatever president, senator, or prime minister, and the regular ministers, sure. basically. Or con. cons of the sorry. Or con. Or however the Mongolian government worked, you know, 500 years ago. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the cons of six of the seven clans began to prepare against, uh, uh, conspire against Kerensky's clan wolf. So despite the fact they had kind of hashed out a pretty good fucking deal, even if they lost, um, six of the seven invading clans were still conspiring against Kerensky's wolves because he had been, you know, reading people's emails for the past three years, and yeah. they were just like, ah, you can read, bleh, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Or, yeah. or they were like, what do you mean? I, what do you mean that Facebook is selling my data to ad companies, <laughs> Kerensky? How yeah, exactly. Where he's like buying their ad information the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's the reason if you mention a vacuum, you start getting ads about vacuum. Yeah, yeah. What, what, Alex- Alexander, what do you mean you're the third richest person in the galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> like, it's been two months we've been in the inner sphere, and you're already the third richest man here? How did you do that? Uh, nothing really. You know, I just. I learned about all that sex stuff that you that you really care about, and I'm selling it back to ad companies. <laughs> <laughs> um, since the wolves had been working so closely with Comstar, the remaining clans wished to shame them by having them land on the planet of Tukiyid last. So uh, the other can- the other cons were confident that would take the planet. So the whole kind of go last thing was very much like fuck you pussy clean up the mess that we leave behind sure. sort of sort of strategy it's very like 
brain dead Chad sort of well, stuff. All of like this is very brain dead. had alluded Chad. to. It's like yeah. it's like, hey, we're gonna agree to have a battle to settle our differences. Here's what here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna have as much time as you need, Comstar, to dig in and entrench and gather all the data that you need on us. And then when you say on your go, own planet, yeah. And when you say go, we're just gonna run into that meat grinder, baby. Yeah. Sound yeah. good? Yeah. If we win, uh, fifteen years apiece, baby. <laughs> yeah. So you've totally called it. It was very much just like, hey, what's up? bitch why don't you set the terms and choose the battlefield because we've got this dab 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 sort of thing like that is that is pretty much what the clans are going to get themselves into <laughs> and then we'll summer we'll summarize the battle coming up here uh so the swinging deck the swinging dick mentality of the clan culture would ultimately obviously be their undoing it's not like we've made that a secret this entire time mm-hmm. um they agreed to win or lose entirely under their own leadership uh which does not mean under the leadership of the Ilkhan. It means under each clan. So each clan will try and win individually as well. So it's just like the it they're 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 very much just going in jacked up on the free market, baby, and we're gonna <laughs> do it. Like <laughs> don't nobody panic, we got this. Um the smoke jaguars and the clan and the Nova Cats were fresh off a failed invasion of a planet called Luthien, and they argued with each other and the other clans strongly to go first, because you want to make a good, completely worthless, slightly suicidal impression to show that you're actually the chaddest of the chads. <laughs> right? Yes, you want you you want to wreck your 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 Toyota Tercel. Yeah oh yeah. Just do <laughs> basically it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe I maybe I wrecked my Toyota Tercel, babe, but I was doing fishtails on the icy gravel roads out back, okay? Like, <laughs> you want you'll come back to my place, listen to some Lincoln Park? <laughs> is that is that how Ethan little is that how a little baby Ethan got pussy? That was a uh, little little baby Ethan trying to be a Chad for sure, was doing uh fishtails yeah. on gravel roads while blasting the Lincoln Park. Very little to do with pussy though. It was usually me and my buddy Matt. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh yeah. Not a yeah, not I a pussy for miles. Was... Just just cornfields. <laughs> <laughs> just cornfields and Ukrainian computer software. <laughs> yeah. But Ethan really did put that on a piece of corn. <laughs> <laughs> um fucked, obviously. Uh, being, I guess, literate and having spent a, a few a few like parts of his degree embedded with the clans was waiting for this. He's like, honestly, guys, don't worry. I may have ar- they may have argued me down from eternity to fifteen years, but I'm the smart one. Don't you worry <laughs> about that. We are now in the last days of April thirty fifty two, um, and he had been planning this conflict with the can- clans since uh, he started meeting with them in thirty fifty. So after meeting with the clans, Focht began running training simulation courses with the Com Guards, which of course again are Bell Media's private army. Yep. Using the well-maintained Star League era battle mechs. Now, the Star League era battle mechs are the battle mechs that the SDLF took with them during the Exodus. And Comstar managed to keep the Star League era mechs, which are the good ones, maintained and you know clean and shiny and they've all got sure. rear view mirrors and backup they, cameras they had shit. they had the john deere uh technicians there to reset the air exactly 
while most of the great houses have to kind of repair and refit or really just like retrofit old crap like think of like all those like old cuban muscle cars that like that they drive there yeah like it's just like oh wow you've got a mech from the 50s like let's retrofit that and try and make our own thing comstar obviously being rich and powerful and printing the money still had sdlf level mechs so they were the closest from a technology standpoint to the clanner tech like for the fight so he was using the clanner the clanner mechs were designed uh using a few very very smart people now comstar didn't have access to people that smart but they had access to many many more average level intelligence people right (laughs) and if you get correct enough monkeys on typewriters you're bound to get sdlf level mechs (laughs) yeah so the the uh star league defense force mechs are truly the blurst of times i think absolutely is that's absolutely like the tech level it's the closest thing you can get to a clan mech would be the mech that a clan mech is based off of gotcha right opposed to a farmer who has to hack Ukrainian software into his agricultural mech sort yeah. of thing. Like it's it, like, like that's it. Now I don't know exactly. This is, this is lore boys canon. I think that he used the, uh, star league era mechs as the enemy to train people in the retrofitted, like new shitty recycled material. Uh, mechs. Fight against them. Exactly. This is like, look, this is as close as you're going to get. We're going to train this. And he started running simulations in 3050 because he was like, hey, I think that these blood drinking barbarians are probably dangerous. <laughs> Madam Waterly, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to just make sure I, I'm just going to make sure that we can come in second place. Really? Mm, OK. Like, uh, OK. Yeah. Oh, and OK. OK. Uh, Fox. But how much is this going to cost us? You know that that's what I care about as a big, important CEO. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I understand how much you care about Matt, Madam Waterling, but uh, <laughs> Madam Primus, but uh, I really think it would be responsible to use some of our fancy our fancy old robots to make sure that, uh, you know, like, just in case, just in case these guys who have been conquering worlds with reckless abandon decide to, I don't know, check your address when you're <laughs> yeah. paying them. <laughs> <laughs> you, the most notorious person in the galaxy exactly like the most powerful human being in history up until this point they might want to know where you live madam primus and she was like i don't think that's a good idea i disapprove i'm gonna let it go but i think you're a dumbass for doing it (laughs) (laughs) but anyway that's that's kind of the the, how i imagined that whole thing went where he used his fancy mechs to train people to prepare them for this and then of course he was embedded so um she, I guess, for some reason, I, I, it's pretty—it's pretty much just like you can't see the forest through the trees of like a hyper capitalist where she had like a pretty strict no preparation policy. It was all about the <laughs> bottom dollar sort of yeah. thing. No, no, no. Trainees um, cost money. Yeah, it's understand. like or even just like, well, we have an agreement with them; they'll never break that. Like everything's <laughs> yeah. gonna be fine. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, Focht decided that because the clans very much were shock and awe, that the comm guards, after their training, would operate in rotating waves, meaning anyone who uh, was not currently in combat could back someone up if something came out of left field, or if you won a fight, you can move to another fight. Okay. Right? 
So it's just like it, it, he was very much setting people up for like the yes and yeah. sort of thing. He was like, Anastasius Fuck may have changed his name, but he's uh, he's improviser at heart. So it's always <laughs> he, he took the classes, <laughs> took the classes on the moon, and he was ready to go. Um, Tuki had offered excellent defensive terrain. Um, and clan mechs are not suited for long-term battles. And this is translates into gameplay in a lot of the games. Clan tech gets really hot really fast. So okay. you can do a lot of damage very quickly in bursts. Then you overheat. So they're they're not suited. At, like, they do carry a lot of ammo, but whatever. So it's a very clean fight because we all had the agreement that we're, the competition for the next 15 years would start on a date we could all agree on. And it was the 1st of May, 3052. Um, and the following 20 days are divided up in seven theaters of battle. Uh, one per theater per clan involved. Um, <laughs> so, like, I didn't, like, memorize the, the Comstar divisions involved or any of the clan divisions involved, and neither should you, Darnell. Um, <laughs> it's already <laughs> <laughs> But um, I'm going to go through a lot of stuff. Like I really like... Now. I like the way that they set up their their war. Like usually, war is so like it's not like there's rules and there's days and a schedule. Like on the first day we're playing tug of war, and then chess on the yeah. second day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah well, well, I mean, uh, Tukiid had the biggest mud pit that they could hang a six hundred foot rope over, so that yeah. their mechs could all do like a tug of war. Right. The, ro- right, the rope right. just keeps snapping because there's fifteen mechs on either side pulling on our rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of them didn't take yeah. off their Velcro suit and he stuck to the guy behind him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, for storage, all mechs have Velcro on their backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the, 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 the mech who's still in the suit is fuzzy on the front with hooks on the back, but most mechs have hooks on the back, so he gets stuck to the guy in front of him. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the first clan to get involved in the fight were the Smoke, smoke Jaguars. Jaguars. They they won the bet. They're, they're the uh, they, they're the biggest dickest guys around. They have to be the. They're uh, the the biggest dumbest dick in the periphery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, they wagered a third of their total forces on this fight. That's they were like, "Don't worry, one. guys. We'll 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 take the battle of Tukied right now." Um, they divided their forces into two galaxies, which I tried very hard to understand how many mechs that was. Uh, a star is five, a binary is ten, a uh, trinary is fifteen, then you get into clusters and galaxies and all this other shit. Okay, Don't know so, how many that was. So if a trinary is fifteen, yeah. and trinary means three, right? Yeah, it's uh, three chunks of five, though. No, no, but it's the way it goes because one star, a singular star is five. So the ratio is one to five, right? So a a galaxy is uh, the number of stars in a galaxy times five, that number of mechs. So somewhere in the range of, I don't know, a hundred billion. (laughs) Just some some absolutely (laughs) ludicrous number based on this naming convention. They divided their forces between two alpha, uh, between the two alpha and beta galaxies, uh, commanded by your boy Lincolnosis and Sarah Weaver, respectively. Okay. Um, the first division of the Jaguars came up against the fiftieth division of the Com Guards, uh, who ha- appeared to be quickly overwhelmed. However, uh, the fiftieth division's wigs fell off, and their little bras unlatched, dropping out the grapefruits that had been faking his titties. <laughs> at- <laughs> 
And they realized that the fact that the 15th Division was set up to look like they were in trouble the entire time. It was not a lady. It was a battle neck. Oh, no. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, the... <laughs> Just like a, a little dress on top of a battle mech. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah well, it's, it's and it's just like out of the speakers instead of like whatever flight of the Valkyries. It's just like that, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like that, the, the sexy music from a cartoon. <laughs> and as soon as as soon as she leads you around the corner, you realize that she's like, wow, she's actually been sixty five feet tall this whole time. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the itchy and scratchy cartoon where. Uh... Itchy makes a fake cat out of entirely bombs. Oh, yes. Scratchy falls in love with it. <laughs> yeah, he marries the dynamite woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 50th Division was just a cover for the 299th and 323rd Divisions, who proceeded to completely obliterate Lincolnosis's Alpha Galaxy. Um, again, because we're dropping in the middle here, Lincolnosis was thought to have been killed during this fight because... Uh, Alpha Galaxy was annihilated. Um, But obviously, since we have an episode about Operation Bulldog, uh, we know that he isn't dead at this time. And the fact that that just like running through our own memories, we've been talking about the fact that like, doesn't Lincolnosis get killed later? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Like that's big spoilers in the middle. Um, Other ComGuard divisions uh, had used hit-and-run tactics and artillery, because, again, it's like a combined arms game, um, to drive Beta Galaxy into a river delta, which um, I kind of already knew about because of my fascination with fossils, but for the uninformed, a river delta is when water kind of branches out and gets very shallow and thin and then turns kind of the entire surrounding terrain into very sticky mud. Basically, it's it's like a like a web of quicksand, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, f- so, like, obviously, the mud slowed down the mechs. Uh, mechs are very much landlocked, and even the ones that have kind of like displayed bird feet, uh, they'll still they're still pretty like liable to sink into the ground. And Anastasius Vogt actually joined this battle in his AS7-K Atlas assault mech. Uh, this was his personal, like, sexed-up version of the Star League era um, Assault Mech, the Atlas, which is still, to this date, like, one of the old technologies that has held up through right. through the centuries up into the clan invasion. Sure. Um, d- during this battle, with uh, Hermex trapped in the River Delta, surrounded entirely by, uh, you know, uh, I guess, like, basically trained people who had surveyed the terrain, um... <laughs> During this battle, obviously, Beta Galaxy was annihilated, and Sarah Weaver was confirmed as killed. Okay. But, like, so actually you... confirmed. You're not going to come back and be like, was yeah, yeah. was Lincoln Osiris this whole time? No, no. No pu- <laughs> pushing the sheet metal off of his head and being like, time to get revenge, and then credits sort of thing. <laughs> um, due to the apparent loss of both cons on the ground, Kerensky pulled back the Smoke Jaguar forces because these still adhering to his weird fucking rules is like well both but they're both fucking dead get them out mm-hmm. um the next clan that wanted to get all up in comstar's business were the nova cats um con severin larue which is a great name mm-hmm. uh decided to use a the hovering drop maneuver where uh he would go into low orbit and have his mechs and tanks and all of his units just like drop from low orbit and like slowly 
I don't know, like hover down like precious little snowflakes, <laughs> like onto onto the actual field. Oh, Cubs, sorry, you did some I, studying, did you? Well, we did too. We studied the natural snowflake. Get ready for the yeah. attack of your lifetime. <laughs> exactly. Appar- apparently disregarding the uh, fact that Comstar had an air force. <laughs> so obviously the units they were dropping from the sky slowly were <laughs> shredded to pieces by fighter jets. No, no, no. no. Now hear me out. Hear me out. They're going to be expecting us to drop quickly, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> air force just takes out them liberal snowflakes as much as they can. <laughs> 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 yes, Severin LaRue is, is very much <laughs> very, very much a liberal snowflake, so he wanted to drop his troops as slowly as possible. <laughs> um the evil capitalist com guards uh obviously shredded them to pieces and using as uh, some of their damaged units, uh kamikazed uh the Nova Cats Alpha Galaxy command ship, which was like their main orbital ship, uh and that Killed every single person on board. Lost with all hands. Yikes. Better do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it seems, despite the fact it was their best and brightest, uh, it turns out, like, the strategy that they came back with was just like, hey, man, wouldn't it be great if we just, like, shot farmers to death quickly? <laughs> and, like, that was the best they could come up with. And it worked. For yeah. a time. Uh, other Novacat forces were corralled into minefields because clearly they're idiots um, <laughs> and then engaged in urban combat on their way to try and capture the cities of Joji and Tost. Um, at one point, the cats managed to capture some supplies, uh, however, which is like ammunition and food and all that shit. Uh, however, when it was uh, with what is described as suicidal abandon, uh, the Comgard 9th, 116th and 417th divisions uh, retook and destroyed the supplies after strategically abandoning Joji, uh, making like a flat soundstage of the entire town. They were just like, if you can't eat it, no one can, and <laughs> just obliterated everything. Um, the Novacats retreated with only three stars of mechs left, or a trinary, which we have already established as only 15 units left of whatever the size of their army was. Considering we they were commanded. We, I think we said 100 billion to a trillion or something like that. So yeah, devastating exactly. uh, losses. <laughs> uh, they had 15 mechs left after that. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, 15 mechs sounds bad. They had actually managed to inflict more damage on the comm guards. Uh, making this the bloodiest battle on Tukiyid. It just turns out that the divisions left over had kind of backup, backup like around them because, of course, the comm guards prepared for you know a war that lasted more than fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the Steel Vipers were the next to set down. Um, after watching the Jaguars fail, decided they would set down en masse in three large forces. Um, I guess they were just like, well, we shouldn't divide our forces into two. We'll just we'll just take all three of our guys and, and put them down. Is three large uh, forces really fifteen large forces? I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fifteen. It's fifteen large forces of fifteen large forces of fifteen large forces. Okay, uh, much simpler. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, it's fifteen to the power of fifteen, and then that to the power of fifteen. Uh, okay. okay, so a bunch yeah. of guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you, 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 you have the uh, the star, the binary, the trinary, the cluster, the galaxy, the bunch. 
And then, yeah, so Clan Brady uh, decided to drop all of their fucking singing kids at the same time. <laughs> um, I'm going to Tukayid. Tukayid, here I come. <laughs> uh, their con, Natalie Breen, is not the sharpest tool in the shed. Because uh, she settled down and had chosen targets around a kind of geological area of Tukiid called the Devil's Bath. Um, and the Comstar 6 Division of Aerospace Fighters managed to kind of lure the clan from the surrounding area into the central area of the Devil's Bath. Um, the Devil's Bath is basically a volcanic swamp surrounded by tar pits. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh, they went entire- the way of some dinosaurs. Sorry? They went the way of some dinosaurs. Yeah, so it, I'm, I'm glad the VHS lasted this long, uh, but Natalie Breen's hero has always, for whatever reason, been Littlefoot's mom from the first <laughs> Land Before Time Aww. movie. <laughs> um, entire battle mechs, regardless of size, would like trip when they lost their footing and just sink into boiling mud. Mm-hmm. So you can't eject. You just like lose a guy in there in the swamp and he would just starve under the mud at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, probably Breen die obviously of realized... before starving. Sorry? Probably die of thirst before starving. Well, how long can a clan, ele- clan elemental survive without food and how long without water? Do they need it? Uh, yeah, I guess they're like Herculean war gods we said, right? So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Breen realized she had been bamboozled. Um, they managed to actually defeat the 6th Division However, when they dragged their asses out of the swamp, they found the clean and clear and under control pair of the 321st and 401st divisions. Once again, <laughs> uh, somehow uh, Comstar had accounted for time passing and had backup available after the after the fight in the volcanic swamp. Pull out, pull out. They've got clocks. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good title as well, actually. <laughs> Breen retreated, and then uh, a classic rich girl move resigned following her defeat. She was not fired. <laughs> She's taking the leave of absence. Exactly, yeah. Um, the Diamond Sharks were designated as the least threatening clan uh, of the battle by Comstar, mm-hmm. um, and also apparently by the clans themselves, uh, giving Clan e- uh, Con, excuse me, Ian Hawker a feeling that he had something to prove. Uh, despite his targets only being 20 kilometers apart, the Sharks were mainly involved in stalemate battles with various divisions, so he couldn't even take, like, three blocks of planetary <laughs> territory. He was like, oh, no, I'm not, a, I'm not a fucking idiot and huge bitch. I'll do this. And then just, like, stalemate after stalemate after stalemate for days and days and days throughout the battle could not take anything would it would a um, would a big pussy and huge bitch just entrench his forces and not gain any ground i didn't think so <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> um although probably took the least to... losses so maybe he's doing okay <laughs> yeah 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 and actually like the diamond sharks we'll see here actually kind of come out as pretty okay um they did manage to completely destroy the 85th division of, of the com guards but because, of course, as we uh, established, Ian Hawker is a huge bitch and massive pussy. Mm-hmm. Apparently did not account for other battles being won or lost throughout the 
three weeks. So after the defeat of the Smoke Jaguars, the remaining Comstar forces came to back up the other divisions and <laughs> just laid waste to the Diamond Sharks because they were just like, well, they don't have more soldiers, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> this one's over when we win. The, them's the rules that we set when we negotiated them down to 15 years. <laughs> so the Comstar divisions came shark fishing after they had fucked up the Smoke Jaguars. Good. Um, some undamaged, uh, like shark mechs, arrived too late and ended up sacrificing themselves to allow others to re- uh, to retreat. Um, and the sharks, after this world, uh, kind of just gave up war entirely, like abandoned their faith, and became a non-combat merchants guild, uh, which is pretty interesting because they made marketable, upgraded versions of clan mechs. Um, one of the best examples would be the Mad Cat Mark II, which they started to produce in 3066. The They focus on branding here because the Mad Cat is not the real name of the mech. The mech is called the Timberwolf, but the Inner Sphere, when they encountered it, because it looks like a combination of the Marauder and the Catapult, called it the Mad Cat. And to sell it to the Inner Sphere when they upgraded it, the upgraded Timberwolf is the Mad Cat Mark II. It's the, that's it's, like Mad Cat's whole thing. I was going to say, it's, it, the, it's the mech you give to your little brother. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yes. yeah it's the purple see-through one when you have the, the just the gray one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so cool. You can see all the gears on the inside. <laughs> but like from a corporate standpoint, it's like if Coke made Pepsi 2, but they were just selling you a different brown liquid. Yeah. Because it was like, name you recognize. Yeah. Mad Cat went out of business because of Rock Band. They just made like too many of the instruments for one of the rock band games and then it didn't sell enough and they just went out of business. I'm sure that's why Elon Musk wants to get so get to Mars so bad so he can just like bury all the Mad Cats controllers out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> he bought them all up. He was like, these are going to be the next big thing and it's his greatest shame. Like, I got to get <laughs> to Mars to get rid of these. Yeah. So finally, we're going to come to Clan Ghost Bear. Um, I like him. Yeah, the ghost bears. Um, they're like the, one of the stars of the one of the old expansions for MechWarrior Two. There's the Ghost Bear Legacy. Okay. Um, the bears plan to attack both their target cities at the same time, which are Spanik and Luke, um, in the hopes that the Com Guards wouldn't be able to reinforce each other during that fight. Because remember, the clans adhere to like such a ridiculous structure that. They only learned that if they lost, that backup would show up after the Diamond Sharks had just recently been <laughs> obliterated. <laughs> Wait a minute. Right? I'm starting to notice a pattern. It's happened five times now. Every time we <laughs> kill them all, four of them show up. <laughs> all the guys we don't kill just end up somewhere else. Yeah, how do they do that? How the that? fuck did that happen? <laughs> so they this was, this was their plan. I was like, hey, what well, you is. Well, uh, I'm 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 smarter than the average bear, right? Yeah. They've w- they've got their picnic baskets of Spanik and luck, and they're 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 on their way. <laughs> um, the fight around Spanik didn't go so well for the Com Guards. Uh, after Precentor, who is the slightly lower ranked military commander from the Precentor Marshal, um, Catherine Luarca had ordered multiple divisions to go back at like try and go back up the people defending Luke or Luck, it's L-U-K, because sure. um, that fight was going worse, and so she sent people to, to the other city to take care of them, and then, you know, the tides turn and whatnot. Um, Focked, however, once again joined the fight, and Luarca, hoping to redeem herself, ordered two of her divisions to attack while the bears were being bombarded with artillery. Uh, 
again, uh, choosing the terrain, like Comstar got to set up artillery. So it wasn't all just like mechs on the ground, mech to mech combat. They had, and also they chose their own targets. It's just like, yeah, here's a safe area. Just like, don't walk here. You see all these ditches that we dug and filled with, filled with wooden spikes. Don't go there. <laughs> and cover them in like AstroTurf grass sheets, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Bears looked it, it, the Bears looked like they'd easily win until the 12th and 91st divisions came out from hiding once again. It's <laughs> yeah. like the same strategy works every time. There's it's two just... more divisions. How is this possible? <laughs> like, yeah, like the wooden facade of an entire city is like, yeah. like collapses into a field. It's like, oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, no, you beat us here as, as a gift in return for your magnanimous victory. Take this wooden horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or just like it's like oh man, there there really was a suspicious amount of gigantic scarecrows in this urban <laughs> environment <laughs> all disguised. <laughs> um they decided to try and keep the city uh, and then after running out of ammunition, the Ilkhan declared that this battle was now a draw because the bears did manage to hold the city. And then, you know, using their much hotter but much more powerful laser technology managed to hold it, despite the fact they were out of um, out of ammunition. Mm-hmm. However, this draw kind of inspired and calmed down a lot of the Ghost Bear clanners, uh, and they would eventually just join the Inner Sphere. Um, they set up the Ghost Bear Dominion in 3060 by merging with the failing Rosalhog <gasps> Republic. I like them both. I said I like the Ghost Bears. I was just thinking, like, if I, I was going to say, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was going to say, I'm Team Rosselhog if I'm Inner Sphere, but I'm playing Ghost Bear if I was Periphery. I'm so, uh, glad, so I'm so glad that we got Team House pa- how Kegger Party here. Yeah, yeah now, no, but now we've, now we've got the Kegger Bears. And, Kegger Bears. Uh, Kegger Hobbs. I'm glad. <laughs> the Kegger Hobbs. It's just like real history where they don't just say that they're a winner or it's just a draw, right? Yeah. And that happens yeah. all the time in real yeah. history. Yeah, and it was it was kind of fair for them because they did manage to hold it despite the fact they ran out of ammunition and then, you know, but they, they managed to, like, kind of take care of it. Um, the next two clans would be the Jade Falcons and the Clan Wolf, but these two are, like, kind of so important that they deserve their own episodes, uh, which I'm going to get to next time where I cover Clan Wolf and Jade Falcon, their participation in Tukid and their eventual political stuff going forwards because obviously there's a lot here. Um, and yeah, so those were the more minor clans and the overall summary of the Battle of Tukiyid and how we eventually got our raw 15 year deal of peace, question mark, <laughs> basically. Um, anyway, I have been your Battletech host, your pre-center marshal of lore, Peter O'Donoghue. Um, you can find our shit at Lore Boys Podcast on Instagram. And Ethan, why don't you just like uh, scatter out? Um, why don't you reinforce my my plug with your own uh, at this point? Are you out of uh, a plug ammunition and you're trying to call a, a truce now that we've got the city surrounded, Peter? Uh, I, I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've settled f- down on my server and I'm waiting. <laughs> you can find everything that you guys want at loreboys.com slash about. Please go to iTunes and leave us a review right now. Just do it. Don't think. Just do. Um, it's the best way to help grow the show organically. Um, or just, you know, tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell your grandma about it. Uh, she'll love us. I promise. I'm great with grandmas. Uh, Jamie, do you have anything you'd like to plug? 
J-A-Y-M-I-L-K on Steam. Thank you, Terry and Bobby, for the games this week. Yeah. God damn, dude. <laughs> he's he's raking it in over here. So if you don't want to... Jamie his high socks. Yeah, there's two ways to support the show. There's three ways to support the show, excuse me. One is through Jamie's Steam profile. You can buy him video games. <laughs> uh, the second is patreon.com slash theloreboys. Uh, you can sign up. We have a couple tiers there. Uh, it's super cool to know that we don't have to uh, dump money into this this hole of of advertiser free uh, internet space. Uh, instead, you guys you guys basically run the show. You're basically our our bosses if you think about it. But don't think about it too hard, okay? Uh, <laughs> and if you don't trust Patreon, <laughs> we do have uh, Lore Boys Prime, something we've offered from the very beginning. And we are, of course, Peter's uh, Peter. You're part Greek. Um, so we have been working on the Herculean War God experiment over here to produce our own uh, kind of uh, outer sphere or, or periphery worthy uh, clan pilots. And and that has helped us to develop the LBMXC, the Lore Boys Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Uh, so, of course, we, uh, we're, we're looking for contestants to, to enroll in the Herculean War God experiment. Uh, it features, uh, why don't you guys talk about some of the some of the challenges that we got? We, of course, have, you know, the hot dog on string challenge, the bobbing for kegs. Uh, what, what, you guys want to talk about some of the other ones? Uh, you have to juice X amount of clams in a certain amount of time. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh, it's very hard. It's how, how fast can you tattoo a piece of corn? That's a, that's another yeah. one. Yeah, well, that, that that's a different one because of the, the, the delicacy of the actual kernel skin on the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but another another good one is just like the kind of regular wipeout challenge. But at the end of it, you need to lube up the keg that the other guy <laughs> is going to bob for. So it's really more of like a tandem race. So yeah. once you get through the optical course, you've got... Uh, I don't. I, I, I we haven't agreed yet. Like we've we've been thinking a minute. Maybe some people argue for fifteen seconds yeah. and to, to, to actually just. I, the I wanted up. I wanted all of time, and Peter's talked me down to fifteen seconds. Yeah, and like and and, <laughs> and I just like I think that's fair. I think that's a fair compromise. <laughs> um, but if you want to, you got to grease up the keg the other guy that needs to bob for. And that's like a full body bob yeah, as well in full body w- within the kiddie pool. Yeah. So uh, and that would constitute a lore boys. Lore boys. Lore boys. Out. Out. Um. Hi, my name's uh, Ethan. Uh, the smallest girl I would date is one inch, because wow, what a marvel. <laughs> uh, I found a tongue twister you posted. Look, the excess taxes, Texas taxes us, Texans vexes us. <laughs> that was a good that was a really good like straight shot at a at a at a fresh tongue twister dude <laughs> you probably rock pussy when you eat it. i can i can see i, mean, I, yeah, well, about jamie, I don't though. get it twisted for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah did you already know that about jamie is that what you said yep yeah <laughs> yeah loves i mean yeah he loves just jamming some clam round okay. um my name's ethan peter if you you have two options here okay you can either swap the magnets out of your butt cheeks into another part of your body that will be more useful than keeping you on a mechanical bull, or you can think of a more useful purpose for having uh, magnets in your butt cheeks. Um, my name is Peter, and I would like to swap the magnets into the soles of my feet, uh, for on the off chance I am on the space shuttle, I won't need to spend extra on gravity boots. Okay, okay, but when you're like walking across a metal grate in the slaughterhouse, you know, you're visiting an abattoir, it's going to be really annoying. Your feet are going to be sticking to the, the planks. 
Jamie, what, what do you think? I, I'm too distracted I'm reading this guy's profile. One of his shower <laughs> thoughts is having worm long nipples must be tough for nudist bird owners. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the guy does ambient for sure. Drop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The cheap version. Yeah. That pirate. All right, ladies, you ready to do a podcast? Yeah. Speaking believe it or not, we are in a sound check right now. Oh. Oh shit. Uh, I guess I'll I guess I'll check my audio levels. So guys, my favorite thing about when COVID's over is we can go to the washer dryer store and then see if our stepsister fits or doesn't. <laughs> oh, oh you could do that now. That was... you, you just have to take turns. They make you wait <laughs> yeah. in a line to check if your stepsister fits. Yeah. It, it's you have to keep you have to make an appointment. And then I love it, the mental picture of like a bunch of eighteen year old guys going shopping for washer dryers <laughs> and like putting <laughs> Do you have something a little bigger or yeah. a little smaller? Well, no, a little I, bigger. I, you don't want her getting stuck because then she's going to call you over and be like, step bro, help me, I'm stuck. And it's like, that's just really annoying, you know? You yeah, want one right. that she's going to be able to climb into and out of herself. Well, yeah, I guess it depends on, on what you're trying to do, yeah. Yeah, well, if you're trying, if you're, trying if you're, to do laundry, I mean. Yeah, if you're visibly <laughs> 38 years old, pretending to be someone who has step parents, you want to fuck her in the butt, obviously. Yes, sir. Okay, well, I I think we're talking about different things now. All of a sudden, yeah. Oh, are, are we not talking about that step sibling episode of Degrassi, the popular one? <laughs> Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 